0: Welcome back, everybody, to Believe in the Blacklist here on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Stacy Blackwood, and today we're going to be discussing Season 9, Episode 2, the conclusion of number 45 on the Blacklist, The Skinner. Before we really get started, I want you to like, share, and subscribe to this channel, and please tell all your friends about our show, Believe in the Blacklist. All right, real quick, for those watching on YouTube, the question of the day, has Season 9 met your expectations? Why for yes or in for no? And please feel free to kind of expand on your answer in the comment section. All right, for the plot. Basically, in the conclusion of the Skinner, the band gets back together with the blessing of who is now a senator, Cynthia Pannebaker. So it was good to see her back. And with the help of Reddington and his, you know, always having an ulterior motive. Uh, and the task force recovers the software and puts the, an end to the Skinner. Uh, well, at least this version of the Skinner, of course, the Skinner is just somebody who takes over that role, you know, generation after generation after generation. It's been going on for 700 years. And then at the end of the episode, we see that Red is now presuming the role as the Skinner. So that's an interesting turn and an interesting twist. And we're going to talk a little bit about that here in just a minute. But I want to look at some of the characters here in this show. It's it's like I mentioned. It's nice to have Cynthia Panabaker back. She is such a great character and a great actress in the show. She brings that kind of southern charm and uh, southern wit to this uh, to this show, and it's, it's it's a really a great joy to watch her perform in this show. And the dynamic between uh, Panabaker and Cooper is always fun to watch back. Their their di- dialogue between each other is is always interesting. Uh, and of course, when Cooper first shows up to, to talk to Cynthia, she's like, man, I, I really loathe seeing you. So uh, I'm, I'm wondering kind of what happened right after Liz died and when the task force disbanded and she put an end to all of it, you know, what happened, you know, kind of that that relationship between the task force members, most notably Cooper and Panabaker. So that's going to be interesting to, to see as, as it kind of, as the show moves forward, if they kind of Kind of dive into that, and really, what happened? Uh, you know, really quickly after Liz died, to all the members of the task force, and including Red and even Cynthia Panabaker. You know, in this episode, we really didn't have any growth with with Aram or Cooper or Park. You know, they're kind of all steady and uh, really the same as before. I guess Park is a little bit different because she is married, and you can see that that much like Liz in the pilot episode. She is struggling with work life and family life. So uh, I hope they don't really kind of do what they did with Liz in that part, because we've kind of seen that already. But I am, you know, I would like to see how that kind of plays out uh, here in the future. You know, a really interesting part of this episode is is towards the end of the episode when, you know, all episode long, wrestlers are really struggling to to go back into the office there uh, in the post office that him and Liz shared. And he's really fighting that, and it's it's really emotional for him. And uh, Diego does a great job, you know, just showing how emotional that part of kind of bringing the team back together and being back in the post office is for him. But Dembe tells Wrestler at the end of the episode that, you know, he is the reason why he is an agent now. And that also that Reddington admires Wrestler not because of, you know, what he's done with the task force and what he's done working with the FBI, but because of who he is he Reddington knows that wrestler is way down deep is a really good person and really wants the best for everybody in life. And he's just a really good guy. And, uh, I'm, I'm really interested in following this and how that, you know, what what that relationship between not only wrestler and red is like, but but what, what the relationship between wrestler and Dembe is like. And speaking of Dembe, the, the relationship that, that Red and Dembe have is really strange now. I mean, we all know that, that Dembe was rescued by Red when he was like 14 years old from a a slave trade. And uh, just, you you know, they're really close, but what happened after Liz's death is, is still unknown to us. And I I imagine they're going to go back and look at that in future episodes because when Red and Dembe talk for just a brief moment, it was almost like they were, you know, holding some anger against each other. So uh I'm not sure what happened. I don't really want to speculate on what happened because, you know, we have no idea, but I am interested in seeing how those two characters who have always been so close are, are now, you know, they seem to have a, a a relationship that's not that great at the moment. And I imagine before it's all said and done, they're going to kind of Get back together and, and and be like old friends again. At least I hope so, because Red and Dembe together are fantastic. So uh, I am I'm focused a lot on that those the relationship between Dembe and Red, and also Wrestler and Red, because I think those two characters, you know, can really play off each other moving forward in the show. And speaking of Red, Red is officially back. Uh, this, this episode, we got to see, you know, in in season nine, episode one, we got, we got to see red just, you know, for a brief moment, really throughout the entire episode, he was, he wasn't on top of his game. He was still coping with the death of Liz. And in this episode, we kind of see him get back on his feet. He's witty. He's charming. He's smart. He's just, he's old red. And so it it was great to see him kind of back on his feet and getting back in the swing of things. And you know, like I said, Red is back. You know, after a lot of hesitation to even get back into the saddle, uh, Reddington, You know, he dons the fedora again and reasserts himself as the concierge of crime. And uh, I think that's what makes the blacklist. I, I have had my doubt that this show could work without Liz because of the dynamic between Red and Liz. But after watching last night's episode and last week's episode, I have no doubt in my mind that that this show can can move on and move forward and be a really good show without Liz, simply because of the great awe in which people can watch Jane Spader play. Raymond Reddington. So I'm really excited about how this show is moving forward and what this show is doing. I think so far through these first two episodes, the writers have done a fantastic job of moving the show forward post Liz. So I'm really excited to see how this kind of moves forward and what the writers do with the show. All right, guys, that's really going to do it for this episode. I really appreciate everybody listening. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. You can also find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Amazon music, Google Podcast, wherever you find great podcasts, you can find Believe in the Blacklist. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed there as well. Hit the like button, hit the share button, and then jump in the comment section, answer the question of the day. Do Has season nine met your expectations? And what I mean is, post-Liz, has has the writers of the show moved forward enough and gave you enough you know information? and enough intrigue that you're you're interesting watching how this show moves forward without elizabeth keene why for yes or inferno and like i said earlier please elaborate on your answer I, w- I would love to interact there in the comment section here on youtube and i would greatly appreciate that i appreciate everybody watching see y'all next time